Sup dogs, we're back in the game. Our little Jody is uh, right now in France, Tommy in Amsterdam. That could only mean two things. If this podcast is mess up, messed up, so we're talking audio quality, we're talking lag and anything of that, we need to blame the French government and all that for it because their infrastructure is terrible, the Wi-Fi is terrible, but we are doing our best. The coffee's terrible as well, mate, I can tell you that. <laughs> you drove down to Font Remote, right? Font Remote, mate. I didn't even get a coffee at a service station. I was too worried, mate. I posted it up. Uh, I saw. I, I don't know. The, did you see the picture of that like service station I posted up where there's like all these different beans and you could pick your one? Did you see that? I think that was literally the machine that I was talking about because I you, thought you that I was going to say. Yeah. Was that the same one that you were talking yeah. about? Because you Cause told you, me originally when you see it, you're thinking, "Wow, different beans. Am I going for Colombia? Am I going for Brazil? South Africa? They don't even have beans, but you can pick it anyway." Um, it looks like a fancy machine and then dreadful piss water. I knew it was going to be and I remembered you saying it was terrible and it looked good and I thought this must be the same kind of thing what Tom was on about and yeah. that was why I didn't bother going for it because I remembered you saying it and I thought it's going to taste like shit. I'm just going to be disappointed and probably spend five euros on a crap coffee. That yeah, I'm it was three euros. Yeah, yeah, so I was like, so yeah, I just uh, canned it in the end, just went with the water, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it was a better and, coffee it tasted it tasted like a better coffee than the machine uh, how uh, how did the travel go then you must have had some lows a very very long day mate i got a call so originally i was going to be driving myself which is like i think it's like 960 908 miles something like that so basically 1600 k's in one go and then i got a call at 8 30 the night before from my mum Saying, oh, Joe, you, uh, your dad's going to come with you now. Your dad's going to come with you. Uh, pick him up. What time were you thinking of leaving? I said, four in the morning. She said, oh, well, get round uh, his. Get round ours just before four and you can pick him up and he'll come with you. I'm thinking, bloody hell. So I'm thinking, great, I've got my dad to come. Bad side is we haven't actually got enough beds at the house we're staying in. Uh, <laughs> so we've uh, got to sort that out. Um, so, uh, yeah, that is to be confirmed. But no, actually, I've since had someone cancel who was going to come and we do have enough. Who's there. that? He's, uh, Sebastian. Uh, he's uh, a friend. and he, Sebastian, uh, the champagne champagne uh, mademoiselle from uh, Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. the wine connoisseur, mate. <laughs> why didn't he Why didn't he come out to Fondremont? What was his excuse? He gained, he gained I wouldn't say he gained flights. fitness. Booked yeah. his flights and everything, and he reckons that he had a building inspector come round the house who's critiqued some of the stuff that they haven't done right, and he's got to get an architect and a builder to sort it out, and he needs to get his house sorted for his family because the place where he's staying at at the moment is getting renovated or he's get he's got to move out at the end of the month. So if he doesn't sort that out, he won't have a place to live. Wow. So, um, All right, fair enough. That, that was... is the struggle of the age grouper. You sometimes tend to forget yes. that when you get caught up in training, Joe. <laughs> he's a lifestyle athlete mate no one drinks more champagne than him he he, uh, he flies high he lives doesn't he? he lives a typical LA lifestyle I said to him we're doing a beer mile he said to me you need to do a champagne mile I thought tell me you're from LA without telling me you're from LA <laughs> Nowhere mate, no else one in the world. wants to do a champagne mile like no one um, anyway <laughs> um, so your dad has got a bet in the end he will have a bed, yeah. He will have a bed, yeah. It's all sorted. It was going to be him and Phil share, and one of them was going to have to like go on a um, like this camp bed thing. Or actually, I came up with the idea because John's got a converted uh, Ford Transit, so uh, potentially one of them could have stayed in there for a few days in the back on the bed in there. 
that so we did we did have some backup options. It it would have been uh, I think it would have been okay, but that was the start of uh, the journey out here. That was the call I got last uh, on the night before. So set off three forty five. Uh, got to his about quarter past four, some like fifteen minutes behind what was going to be a tight schedule anyway. So I had to put my foot down a bit because we'd booked a seven ten ferry and we didn't book it on the flexi. So I'm thinking shit, I need to get to Dover, which is like. 180 to 180 miles away 190 miles I've got two hours mm-hmm. basically 20 minutes to do it um and then got there in the end just in time but we got there in a shitload of traffic so we had our ferry we would have got the ferry but checking it to get to the passport desk took 50 minutes at that time in the morning so i ended up getting put on an 8 30 ferry um which was a bit annoying because when you've got that drive, you don't really want to be delayed waiting an hour. Mate, that's the shit the thing end. about England, isn't it? Always ferries and that kind of stuff. That is the shit thing. That's what you don't realize how good you've got it, mate. You can leave your house, you're straight on the motorway. I've got to get off this bloody island, mate. I've got to get off the rock. And also, every time you need to pay like three hundred quid, and then another no. three hundred. No, eighty pounds, mate. Eighty pounds this time. Eighty pounds. Eighty pounds for the ferry, mate. And then you leave Brexit. your car in England. No, I take, take you put the car on the ferry, don't you? All right, eighty pounds. Well, that's all right. You wouldn't mind that, would you? That's all right. And it's forty pounds each of us. Two of you in the car could have four yeah. of you. It'd still be the same price. It's bargain, yeah. mate. Uh, so, <laughs> so anyway, got over to um, got over to Calais. I had to do the first bit of the drive because my dad hates driving through Paris. He just doesn't he likes do the it. long roads, right? Give him a sixteen hundred mile road with no trees, just tarmac and nothing in sight. You know what bit he did when we took over? After about 30 minutes, it said, we took a turn on a junction that said, stay on this road for 250 miles. He's rubbing his hands. Oh, not a corner for 250 miles. No slip roads. I can't mess up. I'll just plow along. I'm so tired. I end up falling asleep for like three or four hours. Uh, I was literally gone, mate. Um, but yeah, we got through Paris anyway. And then like we swapped over and he did that bit. And then I took over for the last bit. Had a bit of fun on what- the last... What I'm wondering is, um, so in the house where you're staying at, we stayed at that house last year, and if I'm not mistaken, you've got about two bedrooms downstairs, two bedrooms on the first floor, and then you've got one bedroom with two beds on in like the top, top floor. And last year, because your dad is like a bear, isn't he? He snores a bit. And yeah. you, can, you can feel the foundation shaking of the house when he's uh, in, in his R.A.M. sleep, R.E.M., but who is sharing the room with him? Because that guy's uh, going to be, gonna be well, fucked. At, at the moment, it's powerful pensioner. But you've got to think on the plus side. Powerful pensioner is 67. His hearing might not be what it was 20 years ago. So he might not even notice the yeah, but that's only he's old. When you, when you get older, you only, uh, the only thing you can't hear is like really high pitch, right, uh, high pitch tones. But, yeah, but your dad has got like really like a yeah, bass... Sometimes when you talk to powerful pensioner, he can't hear you. So like, his hearing, even when it's not high pitched, is uh, not the Fair best. Enough. Fair enough. So I think he'll be all right. But I would, <laughs> I would say uh, as well. Like, I mean, oh, fuck, what was I going to say? I've completely forgotten what I was going to say now. <laughs> like, carry on. I did have something, but it's gone. I think I'm getting old, mate. Oh well, you know what I was going to say. I know what I was going to say. What cost me my race? I know what you mean about sharing a room with him. It fucks you. Like, I shared a room with him at. PTO, no, the uh, ITU World Long Distance Champs in Ibiza. And I think that fucked my race because, like, I was waking up in the night and he fucking snores like a train. I had to tell him, originally, I said to him, you can stay in the room for one night 
So I booked it. I said, if you snore and you wake me up, you can you can get somewhere else. So he he was like, all right, all right. So we stayed the first night. Can <laughs> like it wasn't that bad. Like it was actually all right. I think I slept all right that first night. I must have just got lucky, pure fluke. Next night he's like snoring, and I'm like flipping it. You snore, you need to like, you you need to like get another room or something or sleep on the balcony. He said he would sleep on the balcony. And he just like wouldn't he wouldn't <laughs> sleep there. He wouldn't move to another place. So I end up like literally waking up listening to his snore, and I'm thinking, oh my god, like w- why? Do I have to share room with a train? Like, you know, uh, and yeah, I think that was what cost me. I was gone. I've, I was annihilated before I got to the start line. I've shared a room with your dad at sub seven. And um, that was after the after party. So I thought like, all right, I'll just get some drinks in and I probably won't even notice anything. Yeah. But, oh my God, mate. He, he snores through a uh, 20 pint boozer. <laughs> it's uh, unbelievable. Unbelievable. But... I've got a low. Yeah. I've got a massive low. When I came, uh, so I was I was in uh, in France, wasn't I? Testing the coffee and all that, doing some field work. So when I came back to my place in Amsterdam, so that's not the caravan, everyone. I live in Amsterdam. Um, <laughs> I came back and um, I was sitting on the couch, and all of a sudden I hear heard this squeaky noise. It's I was like, what the hell's that? So I was starting to freak out. I was like, is that, was that a rat or a mouse? So I live in like this, this big old building, this uh, like a uh, uh, school building that's been totally renovated into like apartments. And uh, I was thinking it's all concrete, right? It's not really a mouse kind of place. And also my place was like, there was literally not even a breadcrumb somewhere. So uh, I was thinking probably I have misheard it. In the middle of the night, all of a sudden, full blasting music through my living room i was like are there any ghosts like full blasting music two nights after that did you shit yourself did you shit yourself when you i completely shit myself because it was like (laughs) full power and i've got this sonar sound system like a whole surround sound it was like was like a a discotheque mate and then the next uh, two days after that it happened again and then in the morning i was looking on the ground and i saw these little 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 brownie things and i thought that is mouse poo there's a mouse in my house um but it was not a lot it was just a few of them so i thought there must be there's one and i know he came here last week when i was awake when i was away because i've never seen this before later that week twice again the music started playing in the middle of the night and then i knew what was happening the flipping mouse would run over my soundbar from Sonos, then press the play button with one of their feet so the music would start playing. Um, and uh, I knew I had them, so then I uh, cleaned my whole place like three times last week and I uh, th- there was no food and then I've put like uh, some anti-mouse stuff. I think they're gone now because I've caught two. I think it was them bad boys. But uh, can you imagine shitting the bats? Fucking hell, mate. You need to borrow Volker's cats, mate. He's got enough of them. Like, I'm sure he'll lend you one. Like, just contact him <laughs> or get a little Yorkshire Terrier. That would do you. You could have him as a training partner as well. Apparently, they're great at catching mice and rats and stuff. Really? A, little Yorkshire... Mini York... a little mini Yorkshire Terrier. Yeah, apparently farmers used to use them as ratters because they'd go down and catch them. That's why they're, like, small. And that would go for runs with you. You would get one, mate. Like, fucking sort you, you right out. Do you nice reckon a company. dog like that could run? Yeah. Definitely. I mean, look at Maisie and Ted. They don't look like runners, but they can run as quick as Mo Farah, mate, and they can sprint as fast as Usain Bolt. Like, don't, four legs, mate. Four-wheel drive is always better than two-wheel drive. Would they have a higher VO2 max than Thomas Steger? On, on... Ooh. 
Depends. Are we talking clean Thomas Steger or are we talking fully pumped up Thomas Steger? Like, it depends what <laughs> one. Like, I don't know. That's pushing it. No, There's cl- levels to this game, mate. It's not a greyhound. It's a larger poo. <laughs> but it is true that dogs have got like a VO2 max of 200 or something, 250. What is it? Or to, uh, Very high. But all I can tell you about him is he has won a park run, remember? He's, won, he's run 16 minutes for a 5K on a wet day in Norwich. We're not talking like a nice sunny day on the track. We're talking cross-country style. And he could have had more because he, he did some more efforts afterwards. He's quicker than what he looks, mate. Don't let the fur coat, the woolly coat uh, fool you. I'll have, a, I'll have a little look into uh, one of these dogs. You know what they call anyway, them, don't you, mate? You know what they call them? No. A wolf in sheep's clothing. They don't look like much, but they're fast. <laughs> All righty. Shall we... Um... Get talking about your training camp and, uh, and my training. Give the people little insights in uh, what the absolute, absolute top, top, top professionals uh, are doing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I only went for my second run, mate, from Lake Placid today. Um, I went for a bike ride today and you uh, trolled me, didn't you? And said, what were you on a mountain bike or something? So yeah, on my training get- average. My training's getting trolled. Getting trolled. I, didn't I saw that it was you... as slow as that until I saved it, and I was like, "Fuck, that's pretty f- pathetic, to be honest." But like, but that that, that power meter must mustn't be right because I saw something. Saw something like two hundred and seventy watts, and normally when no, I ride with you, two hundred seven, two hundred seven. That's still crazy low because normally when I ride with you, if you ride under two hundred and fifty watts, you're saying like, uh, "That's detraining. That's detraining." I'm detraining no, now. I thought, I thought all right, mate, but I just haven't done much. Like I think like, right. the holiday and like the lack of training since Lake Placid's all kicking in. Um, <laughs> but uh, and also like um, a lot of the descending, you just don't pedal, do you? So it just kills your yeah, true. power, doesn't it? So you're riding up the climbs probably like I mean we're probably riding up the climbs two hundred and fifty watts, but mm-hmm. then on the descents you're like pretty much like i mean you're kicking out the corners and stuff and like um doing a little bit but you're right 100 watts aren't you probably average on a descent something like that mm-hmm. if that so yeah, like yeah, it yeah, just yeah. kills your average but true, it's true. going pretty well i did a threshold swim set today and uh did it with a quality swimmer it's actually i met him face to face you know him is tom from my from my uh my windsock like you've spoke to him haven't you have you spoke to him as well i haven't spoken no, no not no all right i thought you'd spoke to him but i actually met him and uh, he basically did an easy swim in the pool. So his easy swim was basically pacing my threshold swim with a, and he was swimming with a pool boy. And I was doing a threshold twenty one hundred meter set behind, like five, leaving five seconds. He was like literally not. What was your what, like, what times were you hitting? We want to hear the juice. Oh mate, I'm not a fifty four minute Ironman swimmer. You're gonna put me to shame. <laughs> like, you are. I'm you are. You are a fifty. You are a, a 53, 40-minute Ironman swimmer in uh, Lake Placid. That wasn't 53, 40, minutes. mate. It was 53, 0. It was 53, 0, wasn't it? Was it 53? Surely it weren't 53. So. Oh, come on. What's the been more under that? Let, have a, let me have a quick look. Let me have a quick look at this. I'll have a little look. But you talk about your set. Go, go on through the data. What, 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 All right. what, what set you were doing? Long course, short course? So it was long course meters, mate. Bearing in mind, after Lake Placid... I did a few swims and they were about 2K, something like that, just to keep. Oh, in. I got the data. 53.47. Could have been oh right in your God. feet. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm nearly a 54 minute Ironman swimmer. <laughs> but this must, have been, this must have been non wetsuit. 
Yeah, it was. So listen here, Tom. If you yeah, want to get to yeah, 5347, yeah, yeah. if you want to take your swim up 30 seconds, this is what you need to do, mate. All right. <laughs> I, did <a> few... <laughs> I did a few 2K swim sets after Lake Placid because you don't want to put yourself in a hole, do you? You know, you're easy, easy. Uh, and then uh, <laughs> yesterday I did 3K. Like, and I felt I knew it was going to be a grind because of the travel the day before. It was literally like True. leaving at 3.45 in the morning, getting in at 9.30. And then we did... Um, a ride and then uh, finished it off with a swim but actually wasn't swim too bad considering um and then today swam with uh tom didn't really know what i was letting myself in for we go what's the warm-up you go three six hundreds for fucking hell for a warm-up um they go oh it's good you get nearly 2k in in like half an hour you don't even have to think about it and i said bloody hell i'm gonna get this gonna get me fit then i guess um so i did that um, you did the three by then... 600 of course without pedals fins and pull boy because that's what you normally put on right I might have used some stuff for it. I might have used some stuff. So the first 600, totally normal. Second 600, just fins. Third 600, wasn't really a 600. It was 400 with fins. Um, and then I did 450s, descending, getting a bit quicker each one. Like, starting off at like 39 seconds, getting down to like 35, something like that. All right. Like, and, then, yeah. um, and then the main set, I wanted to hit 120, 121. So I've been hitting 114s, 115s for 2100s if it was at sea level in a 25 meter pool. So mm -hmm. I thought I'm probably going to be six seconds slower, really. So 120, 121, and then I'll go off um, 135. Bearing in mind, 1900 meters above sea level, 50 meter pool. You know what it's like, Tom, when you first get it, you're breathing for a straw, aren't you? It's fucking yeah, horrific yeah, in that yeah, pool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Um, ended up averaging between 116 and 119. I think I had one that was 119. Were you on his feet or were you like? I, no, I gave five, six seconds, five, six seconds. And sometimes it was 10 seconds because he went five seconds early. And I kept right. it at 135, so I'm like, I'm not going that early. But I was like, catch, I would end decent. up like catching up a bit with him. But I was given it at least five seconds. And then sometimes if he went early, it would be a little bit more than five seconds. But it wasn't on the feet. Like, um, and But I think that probably averages out. If I, aver if I averaged it out, it would have been 117 something, probably. Um, and I think if I averaged, if, if I wasn't, if he wasn't there, it would have definitely been 120. Like I reckon, mm -hmm. because on some of them when I gave them over ten seconds, I was still hitting a one eighteen. So um, I almost that, did a similar set yesterday. Did you? I did a hundred yeah. at the end, right? With Pat, before we go into that, I did a hundred at the end, ninety percent effort, paddles and fins. What do you reckon? Ninety percent. So it was hard, but there was a. I could have like gone quicker, like a bit quicker. I'll do a hundred percent one later this week after a hard set. What do you reckon? One eleven. Oh, fucking give me some credit. <laughs> give me paddles, <laughs> paddles and fins. It weren't like with nothing. Like, one in eleven. Fifty-six? No, not quite that quick. Sixty-two. Sixty-two. All right. I reckon I could try. I reckon I could break sixty. Do the listeners think I've got it in me? And I will get this on a, on an Instagram video. They only let you post sixty seconds, don't they? So yeah. If I don't do it in under 60 seconds, the video will get cut, so you'll know that it's not. I didn't make it because there won't be the ending. But do the listeners think, I've got what it takes to break 60 seconds, paddles and fins, long course at altitude. Has this 53-minute swimmer got that in his locker room? <laughs> Let me know. <laughs> what do you Crazy. reckon, Tom? Have I got it? I think you could, yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, I think you can do it. But um, uh, what? How is the, uh, the? How are the upcoming times gonna look then? So you're now at altitude, second of August. So Nice will be the weekend of the twelfth of September. How long are you at altitude now for? 
And what's the plan? When will you be so, in the? When will be we be seeing you in the K hole? <laughs> You'll probably be seeing me in the K hole somewhere between the next seven to fourteen days, and then I'm going to stay in there for another seven to fourteen days uh, until I leave on the twenty eighth of August. And then plan is leaving on the twenty eighth of August, head to Nice, then train around Nice and on the course until basically race day. So you're going away from now the 1st of august till like the 12th sort of 15th of september it's basically one and a half month um yeah. do you uh, uh how's it with uh with like the missus and arabelle do you find <laughs> it hard to go away from home i mean yeah it's, well, it's, uh i think laura's hoping to come out here on the 21st of august all right something mm -hmm. like that and then we're going to go to nice together so uh She's, All right. she's looking on. into booking flights on the 21st so I'm going to do three weeks out here then she's going to come for the last week and then we'll drive down to Nice together and like I'll train out there and she'll stay in Nice until the race and then obviously go on a bit of a holiday on the way back like I'll have my car then so we can take our time getting back and like go to a few nice places on the way and spend like the week mm -hmm. gradually get back over the course of the week similar to what we did on the road trip but a bit more spread out and a bit more laid back um, and then uh, yeah just see how that goes and decide what race to do after that if any races do, do and, you uh, uh, do you miss Arabelle she'll have teeth and gold school wins here again well I wouldn't say you like missing them too much after like the first few days because it's only been a few days but like if it was if you were out here for the whole six weeks I mean of course you would like that would be absolutely ages yeah. like but I've, you know, I've you already um, with the, the the gal I'm seeing mate if I, uh, I I can already feel it after a couple of days like uh, it's a drug that you, uh, that I, I feel like I miss it, you know? <laughs> like I miss her. Really? So you can feel it after a couple of days. Yeah, I do, yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, like, I mean, like, after, like, if yeah, after a couple of weeks I would, but, like, I'm not really, I don't think, like, after a couple of days, you know, like, uh, I'm, I'm, like, that bad. Um, yeah, maybe that's uh, just, uh, just, just you, <laughs> Yeah, maybe it's me. I don't trouble. know. I don't know. You're gonna get me. You're gonna get me in trouble saying this, mate. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. No, I, I mean, I, I, if yeah, I was there for, if I was away for six weeks, then uh, yeah, I mean that would be. No, I mean, really I mean that that's really it's tough. it, it's hard, isn't it? That's that's the um, um, it's hard as a um, I mean I I I'm not on your level, but um, um, as a top professional athlete, you can see that at pro cyclists and all that like um, um, this is your uh, your career and uh, you need to do this in order to perform at the world championships and you need to sac make sacrifices and that's um yeah there goes a lot into it and um um of course you want to be uh with your uh with your baby and all that all, all, all every day but uh yeah you need to make sacrifices in order to be it was definitely tough coming out here for a month and sorting it out you know with laura because obviously when they're that age someone's got to be with the baby the whole time haven't they and it's hard for her yeah. when i'm gone because she can't it's not like she can put arabella down and do her own thing you know she's got to be with her the mm -hmm. whole time and I know in the evening she does find it hard because you're by yourself, you're looking after a baby the whole time. I mean, sometimes obviously she sees her friends and stuff, but like you've got to kind of keep the baby in, like with you that, you know, and look after him and stuff like that. And it's not like you can, you know, before we had the baby where she could go out, you know, and she, you only have to look yeah, after yeah. yourself. And I know it is definitely really hard. And we did, I did have to speak to her and I did say to her like a long while in advance, like if I want to do really well in Nice and give it my best shot, I definitely need to go to Font Rameau for a, for the month to do the altitude training and it was yeah. a tall order and like obviously like you know you both need to kind of be behind it because 
she, if if she wasn't behind it and she wasn't able to like or wasn't willing to like look after the baby you know like which is only like 16 weeks at the moment by herself then I definitely wouldn't have been able to go and you wouldn't have been able to prepare for it and it's tough on both of you because then yeah she's got to try and travel out here as well you know to get to Font-Rameau which is going to be tough on the on the on the 21st as well like um yeah and it's just it basically is mm-hmm. just like a team effort and stuff like that and you couldn't do it by yourself and it it was hard trying to sort it out and you know getting her to kind of like um a bit behind it you know to because of, she's thinking obviously bloody hell like yeah, of course of course weeks. because uh, in the end um um you're in it together and uh, uh it's just hard choices really hard choices which um yeah you need to you need to sacrifice a lot in order to be uh, one of the best yeah no it's uh yeah it's definitely it is definitely pretty pretty tough like that i'm like more on her than it is me because obviously i'm just out here training um, but whereas she's at home in the end, the baby. all up to you to make it worthwhile in uh, Fond Rameau. Yeah, exactly. And uh, it's definitely a lot easier training out here without a baby than doing it back home, you know, like with the baby mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, like, I haven't really got any excuses as well. You know, I've got, like, the best chance to get some good training over the four weeks and do the best I can. Well spoken. Well spoken. Are you gonna be uh, meeting up with any of the um, well, big dogs, but not as big as as you and me, of course. But I'm talking uh, Christian Blumenfeld and uh, who else is there? Who else is there? So I think like I know Vincent Louis and the guys are there because I've seen them in the pool. Like he was absolutely flying. Like when I saw him in the pool yesterday, like it was quite nice to uh, to watch it because uh, it looked so smooth and so fast. Uh, yeah, like I think he was like hitting like sixty sixes or something, sixty sevens, like for hundreds, and it just looked easy. Like it's always uh, nice so, looking other people swim, isn't it? Yeah, but so powerful as well um, in the water. <laughs> Is that <laughs> a little man crush? <laughs> so powerful, no, but... <laughs> so powerful looking. At him. <laughs> it, did look, it did look powerful. Like it did look powerful, mate. Honestly, like uh, and like considering how much time he was putting into the did, other guys in his. Did group, you think it was, it was... intimidating? Uh, no, it was more like uh, it was like w- more like watching a master at work. Like <laughs> it, was, it was like you might be, you know, it's like you're a chef and you're really good compared to your mates, and then you go to a restaurant and a Michelin star chef says, "Come back here and I'll show you a few, give you a few tips," and you're like, "Ah, oh, I thought I was good, but there's levels to this game." <laughs> yeah, there's always levels. Mate, uh, coming from a uh, 54, I'm not even, uh, you know... Uh... He's got to be in at least 51-minute <laughs> Ironman shape, I reckon. Definitely, definitely. Like, but coming like... from, it's always, you always need to put everything into perspective, right? So when I started out doing triathlon, my first ever Ironman, I swam something like a 111. And the couple of years of that after that was always like 105, 108, 109. And then... I think during the Kona Recce swim, I swam 59. I was like, oh my God, I'm a sub one hour swimmer, race day 103. To be but, fair, um, that was really good because you didn't use to swim at all back then. It was like once a week. Two times a week, a week, like yeah. 1500 meters in a 20 meter pool. <laughs> in a 20 meter pool, is that what you swam yeah. in? But Fucking still, hell. I must say it's a hit or a miss for me uh, in, the, uh, in the pool or in the water because I mean, I know that I I I, I can hit some div, uh, some decent times in the pool, but I have messed it up in quite some races in open water. 
Um, I'm, I'm talking Girona, 140 point something. That full distance that I thought I was swimming with Cam Worth, who was always almost in the front pack. End up with an old guy with a beard in one hour and two group. Um, you know, it's always misperception. But then Almer was surprisingly 54. Um, where you might be thinking, was it a downstream swim? Was it short? No, because what's that guy called? That that Olympian? He swam swim swam 46, 47? Uh, Lucas 46. White. Yeah, Lucas White, that guy. Didn't he swim like 43 or 44 at that one? Mm, uh, I think he swam like 43 or 44, mate. Mm, I don't think so, but I'll have a little look later on. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, maybe fifty-one. But um, it's the but Ironman Canada is probably gonna be well. I think it's gonna be a non-wetsuit sm- swim because a lot of age groupers were like, hundred percent, mate. That is a hundred percent a non-wetsuit swim. That one because mate. all the, a lot of age groupers were like, oh, over the last five years it was always a wetsuit swim. Yes, but for pros, isn't it something like twenty degrees or twenty-one degrees? Uh, Twenty-one point nine Celsius. I remember when we were in Texas, remember, and it was just a point zero over the limit, and they said non-wetsuit at six in the morning, and it was freezing, absolutely freezing. I find it all right swimming in there with non-wetsuit, like when it's near the cutoff. I think it's going a lot bigger. But it's it's way slower with non-wetsuit. You you were a oh, yeah, 54 it's, it's... non-wetsuit swimmer in an Ironman. Yeah, that's pretty so that, impressive. That, that really, scars me. That scars me, mate. Well, imagine what I could do with a wetsuit, mate. I'd be at least 51. Yeah, you'd be right. around 51, 52. 51 or 52? <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, so um, do you want anything else to say about the uh, the training in Fond Ramon? Uh, basically, you know what it's like, Tom, out here. There's no such thing as an easy run, is there? Like, I went on a run today, and unless you're at the lake, you can get some easy runs. But what is it like for running from this house? Like, it is literally either up or down, isn't it? Yeah. Like... And did a run today, nine and a half k's, five minute k pace average, um, but two hundred and forty meters of climbing in nine and a half kilometers. Um, but I think the running out here gets you so fit though, because it's basically like you're working hard quite a lot on some of your easier runs or like harder aerobically. But there's like no impact is there from it on the climbs. You know, you're mm-hmm. going like yeah. fairly slow, but you just get. I find it gets you really fit. I think like this is one of the best places I've ever been for training. I think the roads mm-hmm. on the bike are really good as well. Like, what did you think? Did you enjoy the cycling out here? Um, I think the cycling is awesome uh, around uh, Fondremont. We still got the KOM around the flat bit, bit around the lake. At what speed again? I'm having. A, I'm going to have a crack at that, mate, to try and get it because you were a little fucking shark the last time. Like you, you knew where the finish was. And you pretend There's you nothing got to do with a shark. Like... There's just sometimes yeah. you need to admit that someone else is better on a day. <laughs> you like Tom Decker was not impressed when you went sprinting around us. He was not impressed, mate. Like he goes, if he had that much fucking left, he should have done some work. You don't go sprinting like that at the end. You were Thomas sprinting Decker like didn't you even do a single turn. It was basically it was me and you, and we were going down for the last seconds. And I thought like, all right, Joe was failing. I'll quickly so get the comp. I'll quickly. I wasn't failing. I was I'll, going. If on. he can't pick I'll up the pace, you. I'll just. I'll take one for the team. I'll just take one for the what, team. Get, the, get your I name have, on the top oh. of the leaderboard. I also thought and we I were going for two laps. And I bet, oh, whatever. And I bet you sneakily waited <laughs> until I'd started, like to jump on my wheels. <laughs> so you up. knew that even, wor- up, no. even worst case scenario, if you finished with me, you would have the comp by a second because <laughs> no. you went over the line a second behind. You know, like, honestly, guys, you know, if he gets you, know, you to go I've for never, a comp, 
you're you're like Mark you Cavendish, know, mate. We... Like you, I did all the work, and then you pretended you were on the Champs Elysees sprinting for like fucking winning the last stage of the tour, mate. The way you came past me, I never seen anything like it. <laughs> I was in awe uh, at how much he no, saved just, sitting uh, in the that wheels. Is just... That is just pure impressive power. Um, we have, we have, oh, by the way. we went after a lot of comps in our friendship, and uh, you know, I've never slayed you like that. Have Have you played yeah. uh, poker? And it mate? paid off. Look at all. Have you played no, poker? No, I never played poker, but you should consider yeah. playing poker, mate, because you've got one hell of a fucking poker face. When you were sat in there, I feel sweat I coming down your face, looking like you're on the limit compared to 20 seconds later where you're sprinting for gold. Like you know, <laughs> you should consider playing. You should consider signing up to a poker tournament, mate. They'll never guess but what you I got. Can, I can tell you one thing: it did pay off for Challenge Almere. It did pay off for Challenge Almere. All right, we're moving on to the next bit, guys, and uh, I've just got a little bit to say about. A new sponsor announcement, or should I say a sponsor announcement, not even a new one. CBD Triathlete. I've been using their stuff for ages now, getting on for two years. Um, they're really good. They do a tincture, which you can have, which is like the drops that you might have seen some people have. That is great for helping you improve your sleep. I take it uh, pretty much every night, and uh, it definitely makes a big difference um, in the quality of your sleep. The other product they do is a lotion which I put on if I've got like aches, pains, muscle soreness, all that kind of thing. Um, really helps you get rid of the soreness that you've got, especially if you've got like niggles, I think it's great for that. And then the last product they do is the wax. This is, to be honest, my, my least favorite one. The other two I use a lot. The wax I don't use quite so much, but it's really good for massages. So when I get a massage, I give the massage therapist the wax and he gives me a massage in it and I find it's great for that. Maybe if you did a bit of self-massage, it'd be really uh, beneficial, but the lotion and the tincture are my two favorite products. Um, Tom, what's the code for it? So everyone, if you want to try this stuff and um, uh, ever try CBD drops to improve your sleep and thus enhance recovery, the code is BIGDOG10. BIGDOG10, you get 10% off. You can give it a try. They do uh, a pack where you get free products and uh, with the 10% that will work and the free products work out cheaper as well. So you can try all three, see what you think. Um, most people that try it love it and they end up coming back to uh, to buy it. So I think if you try it, you'll really like it. And uh, yeah, we'd love to uh, hear what you think of it and um, hope you give it a go. And I think one of these, um, the for example, the CBD drops, it's all water tested by the way. So it doesn't uh, show up in an anti-doping test uh, or... Uh, a German uh, anti-drug police will uh, come up in your house. So what I tested, and I think one of these the CBD drops lasts for like a couple of months, two, three months, um, three months. It's, it's not actually water tested, mate. Um, you can't get CBD stuff water tested, um, but it is going to be certified sport tested. We just need the third batch to come in, but like it, you can't get CBD stuff water tested. So uh, just to give you the heads up, but it will be informed sport tested which is happening at the moment. We're going through the process of getting it done. But yeah, just for full transparency. We would get it WADA tested, but WADA don't actually do a test for CBD stuff at the moment. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> but yeah. you've been tested loads of times. <laughs> I've been tested clean. loads of times. I've been tested loads of times. Right. and there's no... But at the end of the day, like Ari Clow anyway, he was having a joint anyway. Do you know what Have I mean? Have you so like... got a bullshit buster, Joe? Um, I haven't got a bullshit buster. No, I haven't. I can't think of one. Have you got an Instagram post of the week? Um, 
Yes, well, it's not really an Instagram post of the week. I would say it's more a review of the week, and uh, I really the like review that of the review week you came out with. Yes, yeah, I, really I like want to read the review of the week. So this Tuesday morning, I woke up with a new review of the week. Who not was it from? Worth... Tell us who it was from first, because I really like the uh, I really like their name. It said, "This is from confused young adult." from the United States. So it's uh, not, not worth the not-so-subtle pre-Judas. Do I say it right? Pre-Judas? Uh, didn't you say they've been listening? Didn't they say they've been listening for a year and yeah, a half? Yeah, but this is the main title, Joe. We're getting into, like... Oh, the, the this is, what was review. the main title? Not worth the not-so-subtle pre-Judas. Judas? Judas? Oh, prejudice. Prejudice. Not... Yeah. Right. I've been listening for a year and a half, originally to gain a unique professional perspective of triathlon. And while Joe and Tom do generally cover a fair amount of interesting topics, I can't stand the tongue-in-cheek remarks about trans athletes, women, and people that differ. What I don't understand is, she gives us two stars, yet she says she's been listening for a year and a half. Like, if you, if I don't, if I listen to something, I think it's garbage. I won't go back again, let alone for a year and a half. She's been bloody listening to us for 18 months, mate. Like, you know, like, it would surely still, worth at least three on average. <laughs> still two two out of five stars. But I have got a, a thing or two to say to this very confused young adult from the U United States of America. Now, She's listen a Biden up. supporter. Um, if you think... About trans women, I, I don't care what you are. Like, if you're a man, a woman, in between, a microwave, you can be whatever you want, you know? You're not, you're not. But the only thing we are saying is, we have said in some podcasts, is you can't compete in women's sport because we think it's unfair. And it's not just us. It's also World Athletics. And that we are, uh, and about women, I've had about 100 replies on this review of people saying that would have never heard anything about us slaying about women. And it's always called mockery. It's just a bit of a joke, you know. And if you think that we are or sexist or, or, or transphobic or whatever, um, I think that is, that is probably your, your short-term or short-minded version of uh, viewing the world and that you always feel like you've been bullied and all that. Now, everything you say is meant as, as bullying, you know? Sometimes, um, it just like religion, if you can't make a joke about certain topics as a joke, eh, as long as it's not bullying, things get scary. Remember Charlie yeah. Hebdo? You can't, you can't yeah. make a joke about something and then Charlie Hebdo? Who's he? Uh, Google that, mate. Um, it's a uh, a thing that went down in France. You don't you don't remember? Uh, no. So it's um, a French satire uh, paper, and oh, they right. uh, uh, so uh, and they made a uh, like a, a drawing of the Prophet of Muhammad, like a funny one, and then someone came out at, on the around at the office and killed like a shitload of people with a gun. Seriously, bloody hell. Um, one thing I would say as well is, she gave us two stars, which, like, the minimum pass rate at university, well, certainly in England, is 40%. So if that's our worst, mate, we still passed. We got 40%, didn't we? Two, two out of five. Yeah. So, yeah. like, at the end of the day, we didn't get a fail. Like, I know. just think it's scary, it's scary that so many people always feel offended. I feel offended. I feel attacked. Oh, you're mean. 
you you just got to take a joke sometimes, right? You got to take a joke. And at the end of the day, it's not like we dropped her on the bike. I mean, I'd be more offended if someone dropped me on the bike. Like, that would be worse, wouldn't yeah. it? Like, that's more yeah. offence, isn't it? Especially if they say, what's more offensive is when people tell you it's an easy ride and they bait you and then they start smashing it up a climb. And then you're like, I thought this was an easy ride. Like, you can get offended at that, but come on. Like, what we're saying is child's play. Like, don't worry. <laughs> yes, absolutely kids' play. Absolutely kids' play. And is there, if there's one thing that I don't like, it is... Uh, uh, hate, disc- discrimination, hate on women, sexism, uh, you know. Uh, you pride I, yourself, don't sorry? you? You pride yourself on doing a lot for women. Like Mate, you've done this Saturday, the gay pride you? is in Amsterdam this Saturday, and I am going to be part of it, the LAGBHQ plus community. Definitely. I'm not shitting you. I'm, I'm what, honestly going there. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Just have, li- have a little look. All right. That was in Norwich the other people, week. Honestly, if you if you think that that we uh, yeah, I just, I just think it's absolutely crazy that they uh, some people are just completely complete. I I honestly think this is a very very confused young adult that's just very angry well, she, behind. At his least keyboard. she admits that she's she admits though she's confused. So like she she's not hiding it. Is she? Or she a he, we don't even know. Or 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 a damn, you know, you don't know. We don't know what it is. But yeah. um, definitely You're confused. You're either born, mate. You're either born a male or a woman, but aren't you? We like, are you so know? sorry that we might have offended someone. Um, anyway, Joe, bullshit buster. I've got bullshit a massive buster. bullshit buster. Good job we moved on, mate. We don't want to get cancelled again, do we? Um. <laughs> cancelled for what? You know, what you know? Like. Uh, a really good friend of mine is, is gay and is black. That counts as two. My, my mother is, 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 is married to a woman. Uh, I've got a really good girlfriend that does trans... Uh, a surgeon you know she turns women or a man into like something else um so please don't ever come with me with bullshit like that absolutely you are ticking boxes mate like no one can i am ticking boxes no but i people that come up with oh you're 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 not open-minded like oh my, i wipe maybe you can um, kind of scumbags maybe you Maybe you can tick some of the boxes for me because I haven't really got any of them to fall back on. So like, uh, Mate, I'll take I'll them just, for you. Okay, You've got techno and the, and the pensioners. Just just stay stay on the farmhouse and Norwich. I do a lot. I'll, 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 I do care in the community. I go into old people's home and I take the old people out on bike rides and run in. So don't say Mate, that I don't do anything for the community. I've, I'll, I've wear, more I'll wear more pensioners training partners and bloody... I go to the local nursing home, mate, and take them all out. Like, without me, they wouldn't get to see the countryside. I've got They're coming on bike rides when I go running. Powerful pensioners, fit as a fiddle, mate. Like they ain't gonna, ain't, ain't gonna uh, go six feet under. This weekend, too, during you know? the International Gay Pride in Amsterdam, I'll wear the trifle mockery shirt and and a thong, and I'll uh, I'll represent them. Um. Anyway, I want to go over to the bullshit bus here. Now, I just saw this coming by on the internet, and I'm very, very curious what your thoughts are on this. Um, it's a running brand. It's called On Running. They're coming out with a new shoe. You can buy the shoe. Well, actually, you can't buy the shoe because you're not going to own it. You're basically getting a subscription on a shoe. You're paying a monthly subscription, 30 euros a month. It's just like a... uh, 30 euros a month? 30 euros a month, and you get like a pair of shoes. Now, these shoes are made out of beans. It's a recyclable recyclable, uh, product. Well, I think it's it's good, right? Because there's a lot of products going to waste. Uh, re- you can recycle it. It's made out of like beans, but then they make it sound like it's very good for the environment and blah blah. But this is all 
massively financially driven. So I went into like the terms and conditions of the the contract. So when you want to sign off with one of these shoes, you get so you sign up for a subscription and you need to get a minimum of six months that you pay for these shoes. If the shoes are worn out, you can send them back and you get new shoes. So that's what they mean with the recyclable shoes. So you don't get all these waste that you need to like uh, yeah. uh, end up in environment and blah, blah, blah. Now you can only do this twice a year. So you're paying 30 euros a month and you end up paying 360 pairs of uh, 360 euros or pounds per year for basically two pair of shoes that you need to send back you don't own. If you don't send the shoes back within the period of 30 days, so if you want new shoes or you want to terminate the contract, if you don't send it back within the period of 30 days, you need to pay 100 euros. You need to subscribe for at least six months, so basically 180 euros. You may, may return the product even, uh, only after a certain time, after a certain distance or where conditions is met. So if the, if the shoes are absolutely completely fucked, but you can only exchange them twice a year. If you want to exchange them... Because you, you only get two shoes. You can't do it twice, can you? You don't get three pairs of shoes. No, you get one pair of shoe. And if, you, if, if, you, if they're worn out, you want a new one, you need to fill out a form, send the shoes back and you get new ones. Yeah. So you only get like two shoes to last week. But you need then, to form you? out, you need to fill out a form, an extensive form if you want to get a new new pair of shoes well you need to fill out a form so basically this is all based on gym subscriptions sleeping other subscriptions you're paying 360 euros a year for two pairs of shoes that you're going to use for running and all that but you never own anything you so you can't after after i wore my shoes either either i'm giving them to friends because you always can use them for a little bit yeah. or i would send them to africa because someone can use it over there but you never own it it's crazy isn't it for 400 euros almost but a year but that's a rip-off because the top shoes, like super shoes, are like 200 and something quid, aren't they? But normally training shoes, I think even like uh, for like the Hoka ones, I think they range from like 120 to 150 quid, something like that. But you, you might be able to get like an older model for cheaper. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't understand why you do that. Like you could just buy a new pair of shoes and it would be cheaper than that. Like does it say what shoe it is they give you for the odd it's, ones? It's, it's, it's like a new shoe. shoe or not? It's a new shoe. So it's not even like a, it's not even a super shoe. Like it's just a training. No, shoe it's there. this shoe made out of well, beans. But they say it's a, it's a good running shoe. Out of beans? Well, I'd rather just have a good running shoe. I don't want a shoe made out of chickpeas or beans or whatever. Like I want something that's not going to get me injured. Like bloody baked beans aren't going to protect your knees, are they? Flip yeah. neck. Like whatever next. Like a shoe made out of daisies. Like uh, yeah, made, like that's not a Danish by a normal running shoe. A Danish politician once said, "You own nothing, and you will be happy." That's basically where it's going to, especially in Amsterdam. People nowadays have a have a subscription on bikes. They have a subscription on washing machines. They're gonna have a subscription on, for example, an iPhone. Uh, basically, they have it. Or you're gonna have a subscription on your shoes. It's absolutely nuts. Because at the end of the at the end of the day, exactly, you don't own anything. These contracts have got you by the balls. And if you don't, so if you don't send the shoes back within 30 days, you know how that goes. Maybe it get, ends up in 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 the postal. People like you forget to send it back. You get charged a hundred euros. Would. Yeah, you you definitely would. You end you get charged a hundred euros. So it's absolutely crazy, mate. Yeah, I'd be totally screwed. Like I'd end up paying four hundred and sixty euros, and I wouldn't even get. I'd still be on the same pair of shoes because I would uh, forget to send them back and everything. I'd be yeah. That I'd be uh, that would be a terrible decision for me to do. Yeah.
What I would think would be a better concept if they, as a as a brand, wanted to uh, uh, limit the amount of clothing and all that in uh, that people throw away, so over-consuming. I would say sell the shoes for, for example, for 160 euros, and after you wore them out, you can send them back and maybe get 20 euros back, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Well, anyway, that's the that's the uh was that the Instagram post of the week or was that the bullshit buster? I can't remember what it that was. That was the bullshit buster, Joni. Yeah. That was the bullshit buster. So yeah, Tom's not happy with that. I'm not probably happy because I'll end up spending nearly five hundred euros and I'll still be on the same pair of shoes. <laughs> um <laughs> like uh so yeah, it's just uh, not worth it. And the shoe's made out of baked beans, so uh like, you know, <laughs> If you want your knees to go pop, then yeah, give it a go. If you want some proper shoes, then uh, check out a normal check out a normal website and just buy them. Um, alrighty, uh, for now, the thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, don't forget if you wanna if you wanna there have a little it. look into these CBD products, have a little look on uh, on uh, um, on uh, cbdtriathlete.co.uk. Just put it in Google, CBD Triathlete. Big Dog Ten gives you ten percent off. Uh, thanks for listening everyone we love you and also confused young adult we love you too uh, for confused any other adult, we con- love you yeah for any other confused people out there um, there's always room for a chat you know if you're if you're in trouble I've been depressed it helps to talk about things get the word out there and there's always people that love you and um, if you don't like to listen tune out alright see you later mate good luck with training confused young adult we love you <laughs> <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.